We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging, so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash hack it out. Just go to Indeed.com slash hack it out right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash hack it out. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Hack It Out Golf Podcast with your host, Greg Chalmers, PGA Tour winner. Also, Lou Stagner, one of golf's modern minds, really changing the way the game is being played with his ideas around statistics. Myself, Mark Crossfield, a golf pro of 25 years coaching experience, as well as over 15 years of making online golf-related content. So today's episode, we're going to be talking about the biggest golf bag mistakes that we see everyday golfers make. That if you start thinking about these ideas, I really think you could help you shave a few shots off your game, understand how to hit better shots and enjoy it a little bit more. Before we get into it, uh, if you're enjoying the podcast, don't be afraid to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on the next great episode. Also, leave some stars, some feedback, let us know how we're doing. Also, something different in today's episode, that if you look in the show notes, so just in the description of the pod, you'll see there's a survey. If you've got the time and you can fill that out, the more we learn about our audience, the more we can deliver you some better content. So that would really help us out if you want to by just looking at the show notes hitting that survey and uh, letting us know a little bit about you as a golfer so biggest golf bag mistakes lou and greg what are the biggest golf bag mistakes i'm going to kick the first one off driver golfers not getting fit it does amaze me in today's day and age that golfers pull drivers off the rack and play them i've got not numbers i can share but i've had numbers from three manufacturers on how much they sell off the rack compared to how much they sell custom fit and it shocked me when each one of them were very similar it shocked me like it was way higher than you would expect um would you be buying a driver without getting fit lou would you uh no not anymore Uh, i would definitely want to get fit i mean i I think there's um some low-hanging fruit there for a lot of people um and i think it's very easy to get in front of somebody that's that's knowledgeable that can help you make a better decision that is going to you know help you to be as you know consistent and as good as you possibly can um if you can remove you know having to overcome an equipment challenge then you should you know, work to remove, to overcome that challenge. There's no need to, to have something in play that is not suited for, 
your game, your swing. So it's it's an easy thing that you can fix for sure. Yeah, and Greg, I'm sure you haven't had a driver off the rack. Well, you kind of have, but then you go and test it yourself because you you do steal drivers from rep. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he does swipe yes. drivers. Yes, yeah. I, I can be seen running off the range with anything current. Um, uh, I would say I would say this too. You guys are right. Like getting fit is obviously if you have the the time and the finances is obviously awesome, but at the very least, learn that the settings, they're all adjustable these days to a large degree, yeah. um, particularly if it's current stuff and reasonably current. Um, learn what the settings mean and how they work and how they affect the, the ball and, and, and how they affect how the club moves and, and things like that. You might be having an easy fix. The amount of times I say to someone, you know, they're struggling with a ball flight and I'll be like, well, let me take a look. And they've got it set in a situation that makes their ball flight worse. Yeah. Um, I would goof around with that a little bit, make sure you learn how that thing can be changed and how it works. And uh, um, you might find there's some adjustments you can make that are pretty simple and easy. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And the biggest thing with getting a custom fit is it will teach, I've said this before in loads of videos and in, in podcasts, I'm sure, that you can just learn about your tendencies from a fit. You know, it, why are you tearing that ball up so low? Why are you tearing it up so high? We've got someone in this podcast, we used to have to tee the ball higher than the house because of the way they delivered yeah. the club, Lou, didn't you? Um, you obviously understood why, but I have loads of students I did do when I was teaching full-time come through and they would say, oh, I'd give them a tee and they go, I can't hit it from there. It needs to be way lower. And I would say, oh, do you think that's strange? And they'd go, well, I've never really thought about it. And I think, like, that's teed up lower than my free would. And that's a driver. You're not thinking that's odd. Um, so having a custom fit can teach you about your tendencies. And then, if you if you get fit with the right person and that's a different pod but you you can then blend it with a lesson it can be the same thing it doesn't need to be a selling tool it can be a tool to help you understand why you hit that cut why you hit all over the face why it goes high why it goes low why it shapes a certain way um and where a driver fit might not fix those tendencies it will give you an idea of why those tendencies happen and then hopefully with the right person you can work with a club and actions together so in your swing to make those tendencies calm down a little bit, which then in turn make golfers a little better. Um, your last driver fit, Lou, just out of interest, where who, you don't need to name anyone. Where was your last driver fit? Was it a shop? Oh, my, or was it um, no, manufacturer? It was outside. It was outside. It was, um, it was on a range. Yep. And this practice facility was it's the first time I've ever been to this club. It's, it's a Matita Kong. Okay in New Jersey yeah. and the facility there, the range, I didn't play the course. The facility was, I remember you saying it was yeah. heaven. I remember, it was yeah. heaven. I could have been there. Plates, I could have spent launch, all day. Um, it was just, oh, it was, a, it right. was massive. It was, it was amazing. It was, uh, yeah, it, was, it had everything you could ever Plenty dream of. Plenty of room for the right was, miss and the left miss. <laughs> I am not, <laughs> I am not <laughs> kidding. Nice it's probably, <laughs> no it's <roads>. probably, <laughs> 400 yards wide Lovely. like i stood there sort of in the middle of the range and went there's no way i'm not going to keep this ball yeah. in the range which is a it's a good feeling yeah. that's a good feeling uh, to be honest building. <laughs> it's a confidence builder for sure okay so you went to a dedicated professional person for a fit basically i did yeah i was a titleist fitting and went with one of the titleist fitters and it was great yeah. Uh, worked out really yeah, well absolutely so drivers not getting fit definitely is something i still see and it does amaze me obviously if you're just recreational golfing you're just there for the lulls and the beers it's a, we're not judging like just pull one off the rack and go and have fun would never question that you know 
Greg often mentions his dad and his dad's just there for the laugh. He isn't probably going for a fit particularly, is he, Greg? Like, he's just no. not interested. And no. that is cool. Get out there, enjoy it. But if you do want to find where some of the gaps may be, the listeners who are listening and thinking, you know, I, I do want to know why there's these gaps, fitting can can definitely help you do that my next point then which is a little bit of a joking one is one of the biggest mistakes people make in their bag is they don't have a chipper mm. <laughs> yes that's what? that's your stock that's your stock club isn't it mate i love my chipper. yeah i love it i love my chipper yeah. and just a little heads up for everyone if you're dodgy with your chipping which lots of people listening to this pod mm-hmm. are i see them time and time again golfers who've played for years used to be able to chip have a family or whatever, they don't play as much, chipping just goes to zero. Get a chipper. What kind of what kind of shots do you use it for? I will use it for any hundred yards in, I can use it. No. I'm talking about around the green. Anything around the green. We have fringes in the UK, which you don't have as much over there. So we have cut fringes, which are not that dissimilar to a to the to the green. So if you have a short miss, you just chip in like it's like a putt basically, but it just bounces through the fringe and it's the green anywhere where there's enough room for it to basically anywhere. There's enough room for the ball to roll out. I'll use it. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear. Check breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Check planning for what's next and how to save for it. That's where bank of America can help for your financial to do's bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 seven in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. How much loft is on that, Mike? It's a nine iron loft. I have to look okay. it up off the top of my head. What is it, like 49 or 46? Or but it's, is it just tons of bounce? Like it just, just Oh, look- the bounce. The bounce yeah. is like, oh, yeah, baby. Mm. It's like, what? It's yeah. so, it's like a, oh, it's like a mallet putter almost. Honestly, yeah. it's re- I can I can open the face up on it over bunkers if I want. Another place it works brilliantly is uh, on Mud Island this time of year. Every chip's a duff because it's just mud. Grass yeah. doesn't grow because it's too cold. It rains every day and it's literally just mud. Chipper don't care. But can you hit can you hit flop shots? With no, it? you couldn't. You're not gonna flop. You can add loft. Because I like to I like to lay the face <laughs> just wide open. Wedges. When I get these tight lies, I lay the face wide open. I just slide yeah, it under lovely. there. That's what that's what I like yeah. to play, but you do you, Mark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to see but, that shot one day. Yeah, as I'm looking for the one that Spieth just hit in Hawaii. Yeah, like like that. that's that's what you're gonna yeah, get. We're, we're we're it, it's gonna be just off the green and Greg's gonna be shouting, get a long wedge out, Lou. Yeah, yeah. What's that seven I'm doing? Lou watches um, Lou watches Spieth and goes, That was nothing. I do that all the time. Nothing. Yeah, exactly. You're you're literally on Twitter messaging him saying, no, 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 no. Um, Rubbish. But the point with the chipper, joking aside, the point with the chipper, lots of people don't think about their wedges. So my point of the chipper is, like, get a chipper or don't. I'm joking. Um, But lots of people just have random wedges in their bag. You've got to get your wedges to suit with whatever irons you get. The amount of people I see that come in who have bought new irons, which are either weaker or stronger in loft subject to what they've had before, but then their wedges haven't changed. And I say to him, well, did you test the wedges? No, it was just an iron fit. They say, well, well, what's your gap between the stock pitching wedge from the set to whatever wedge you go to now? Um, You've got to blend these clubs in your set in a way that works for you. I blend it with a chipper. Joking aside, it's a club I use. I put it in there. 
Um, but having wedges that work for your game is really the point of that one. So many people just have a random wedge. So I have a 56 and maybe a 48 gap, and then they have a 47 pitching wedge. You've got two clubs. At the is, this the, is this the club from the infomercial that you see on TV? Are you buy, Is this an infomercial club that you're playing? No, no. It's, what, who it's makes a Cleveland chipper? chipper, Lou. Oh, it's a Cleveland so chipper. It's okay. quality. Thank you very yeah. much. Okay. <laughs> I, I didn't know. I, I wasn't trying to be Ping, funny. I was no, being, ser- no, being serious. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Uh, Ping make a chipper now as well. Their chipper's really neat. But again, let's not. I got I don't even really know what they look like. I got to look one of these. Look up loose, loose, chipper. Lose the only one though. Lose probably no up ropes. at one thirty watching infomercials, and he's probably going. I remember that one. No question. <laughs> yeah, I used to love that guy. The, the, the guy that would hit the long drives. Remember that guy? The boom. That I'm guy. Asleep. We didn't that, get that. We didn't get that. You didn't get that no. one. It was quality. This guy was hitting at four hundred plus Bobs, yards yeah. thirty years yeah. ago. Perfect club. Do you remember the perfect club? Did you get that info? I do remember that. Yeah, that was um, that was that old Golf Channel. Yeah, Golf Channel. Um, they sold it. The Golf Channel swing set. That was the Golf Channel swing set. host. Yeah. yeah, David Ledbetter swing setter. They move so many through the information. Is that the thing that clicked? As no, you, yeah. Yeah, yeah, meant yeah, nothing. Yeah. It meant it means nothing. Yeah. I sold thousands of them. I was selling golf equipment, perfect club, and. Swing set. Uh, we we used to just sell thousands of them. Anyway, point is, get your wedges fitted for your game. Have you found the chipper, Lou? Um, it's interesting looking. Yeah. Um, do they still sell it? Yeah, 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 yeah. They 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 ran out when I started using them because every really every dodgy chipper on the planet went. I'm allowed to use a twi- uh, a chipper. I'm getting one because everyone's laughed at me, but Mark's saying I can use one. So they just literally went out and got chippers. It was so hilarious. But so many people struggle with their chipping. Get your wedges to work for your bag. Um, talk to me about gapping, Greg. You're a tour pro. You take gapping seriously. Do you know? Yeah. Even if you don't know the loss of your clubs, you know the distance you want them to hit, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. And look, I actually don't care that much about the loft. I mean, yeah. I know they're different, but I just want to know how far they're going to go and the difference between and And the gap's going to be somewhere. And for me, my biggest gaps are at the, the highest end. Um, yeah. You know, like the two, you know, my biggest gaps between probably three wood hybrid and three and four iron, probably hybrid and four iron is a decent sized gap. Yeah. Um, but I, that's because I want to spend, you know, those shots I don't gain a lot against, you know, they're probably second shots into par four, long par fours or holes I'm looking to par basically. Um, yeah. Or, you know, versus where I have my gats a lot tighter down the business end, which is the wedges you're talking about. And just yeah. not to brag on, not to say anything, but touch on one of the other things that we're talking about there, I think is really important is people just get, Get some more bounce on some of the, or, or make Ooh, sure you like know it. what your bounce does in your wedges, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, Particularly yeah. because so many people, when they get on mud, they've got four degrees of bounce or something. I'm like, what are we bounce doing? Bounce on that chipper, Greg. It's yeah. gorgeous. Yeah, it's I probably got you. 18 degrees of bounce. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone can hear uh, any clicking in the background, it's Lou still intrigued at chippers. I think looking, you're <laughs> oh, yeah. so yeah. looking them it's, up. Yeah, I'm looking at the They're interesting oh, looking. Yeah. They're interesting. He's added it to his cart and he's clicking purchase and entering his credit card right now. Top four chippers already they're coming tomorrow yeah for sure yeah so gapping you're taking it seriously greg basically yeah. aren't you yeah yeah absolutely mate and look and i think i think for a lot of amateurs it's uh, depending on your skill level there's sometimes and and we've spoken about this in the past there's sometimes anything above a six iron might be quite redundant in terms of that some of those clubs at lower speeds it might go the same 
you know, so yeah, so you've got to get that ball in the air to get it to go, and and so you might benefit from some seven woods and nine woods and and five 100%. woods or hybrids and things like that um, to make the game even easier rather than trying to hit a four iron and stuff like yeah. that. So that, that's uh, a, definitely a huge win for so many people in their backs. I think more and more people are there now. And Lou, you've got an interesting point with gapping because you you're quite specific on how you gap. Your lower clubs, aren't you? You like to have fuller shots with your wedges, so you tend to fill up down that end a little bit more. You've said in other pop pods, is that something you're still doing? Yeah, and I think that uh, is an interesting way for somebody to put their bag together. Um, I want to have, I want to take a look. Um, you know, when you look at the data, look at Arcos and look at amateur players. There's a lot of amateur players that kind of play the same course over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah. Right? We don't, you know, there's. You are more likely, if you're a golfer, you're more likely to play two or three courses. Um, there's a lot of players that only really play one for a huge chunk of their rounds yeah. um, than you are to play 50 different golf courses in a year. Um, so you can get pretty specific with how you set your bag up um, for, for a given golf course. And, and I want I want to have as many full shots as I can. So the, the yardages where I have the most full swings, I would rather that gapping be a little bit tighter there. So I can have more full swings uh, as opposed to a part of the bag where I'm not using anywhere near as much, which, you know, which happens. I've, I've done some analysis on that and, and you'll see players that, um, you know, they'll very rarely use, you know, one to three of their clubs yeah. in the bag. They just collect dust. They don't do anything yeah, with yeah, them. Yeah. Um, and there's a, a lot of amateurs that would, would not be impacted at all by eliminating one of the clubs from that part of the bag and then tightening things up, uh, you know, down and maybe at the wedge end of the bag, for example, which is what I've tried to do. And, you know, part of that is when you're hitting bombs all day, you got nothing but wedge in your exactly. hand. So you need a bunch of wedges yeah. is you guys will eventually figure one this out well at some point. Is this based on what you've watched on TV, Lou, or is this yeah. a real real life experience? It's, yeah, it's based on what I've seen on TV. It's what, what I've heard the announcers say. So, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's what I base When you're on. swinging at 105, Lou, you need a lot of wedges, don't you, basically? A lot of wedges, yeah, for third yeah, shots exactly, and par fives. Yeah. Once you chipped out the trees, it's normally a wedge onto the green, isn't it? Yeah, um, exactly. So gapping, think about your gapping, definitely holes. I reckon you could pick 100 random golfers and you're going to find a big percentage have some gap issues that could be filled. It's not that they're not spending money. It's not that they're investing in their game. It's just they're not really looking at that part of of their bag. Um, part of fittings. Hands up if you've had a putter fitting. I want. I want to. I want to rewind no, on, on, the, on the wedge rewind, stuff. On. Yeah, we got to rewind. rewind. So there, there's because part of what we're talking about here is, is mistakes you're making, yeah. right? Here's the big, and, and you're going to be surprised by this, but I'm going to base this this statement off of data. Oh, um, unlike you, Lynn. and <laughs> here, yeah, it's shocking, <laughs> right? <laughs> shocking. Here's a huge mistake that I see players make, and I, I've done this deep dive in the Arcos database. If you have a 64-degree wedge in your Ooh. bag, what are you doing? Like Get it yeah. out of your bag. <laughs> I look at the performance of 64-degree wedges, and I think to myself, yeah. that this is not good. And I've looked at it where 
players that put, and you'd be surprised at the number of players that have a 64 ask, degree can't be many, spatula. It's not, it, it's more than, it's more than two, yeah. right? Yeah. There's a yeah. bunch of players that have this in Let's play. Those two are listening to our podcast. And, and he, when you look at, uh, no, it's more, it's way more than two. Um, and when you look at how those players do with their other wedges compared to their 64, there's a big discrepancy. Oh, yeah. And if I were to take if I were to take other amateurs with the same skill level and look at players that have like 58 as the highest lofted wedge in the bag, the delta between the 58 and you know like the 54 is nowhere near what the 64 degree wedge player has between their next shortest wedge. They're just they're not good with that club. So if you have one in the bag, get it out of there. I don't care what you replace it with. Um, put a second putter in the bag yeah, for yeah. all I care. Um, <laughs> but get the 64. To, yeah. Mark, <laughs> get, Mark, yeah put- it, it, whenever Lou says he does a deep dive on these things, I, my immediate thought is, when do you ever do a shallow dive on stats? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, he's always do a deep dive. He's never done a shallow dive on anything. <laughs> Let me just What's go right into this. Brother, I'll get back to you. Let me run the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> That is a good point. A very good point. 64 degrees are banned then. So if you've got a 64 degree wedge, you are now allowed to listen to the podcast, but you're banned from any of our social activities if we ever end, because Lou doesn't stand for them. Is that what we're saying, Lou? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, Let's go putter fittings. Hands up at home and listening if you've had a putter fitting. I've had one. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yep. Greg's had one. Lou, hands up or not? I've, You've done your I, own. Believe it or not, I've never had a putter okay. fitting. I've never had one. Um, again, you know, when you're a reactionary athlete, you just you put an implement in my hands and I'm going to make it work. Mm. Um, so mm. I, I maybe I've been been lucky. Maybe I, I've never had one. Um, I, I should. Do, do you? Um, I've self-fitted. Do you at least know what you're holding and why it works? Like what lengths and lies and things like that. Like yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, I use. Um, He's tried everything. I lo- yeah. I have. Uh, I have a Capto, so no. I can look. At, a cap- Capto's oh. like a Sam Putt yeah, lab. Oh yeah. Um, and so I can look at <laughs> my stroke. And, and, yeah. I don't have a Capto. <laughs> and I can do it. You know, I can do a deep dive on the data. <laughs> of course um, you can. And- <laughs> <laughs> and it works it, and it works really well for me so yeah. but uh, i'd love to get fit someday so any putter fitters out there um scotty if you're listening scotty Cameron, yeah yeah um, go, if you're listening yeah, please give me a call yeah yeah absolutely mm. um putter fitting i definitely think your average golfer um can certainly benefit from it's no different to a driver fitting you can learn your tendencies you can learn ideas about aim and if it makes any difference how you deliver the club if you need big lines small lines lie loft length grip size we talked about grip size in another pod like people do react to those things and it doesn't always have to be a deep dive data session with a putter you know you can just get something in your hand as well that you want to feel a certain way with it if that then equates to better putts great if it doesn't you feel happier and off you go um, I definitely think lots more golfers could consider 
putting. The, the general pattern when I was teaching full time, general pattern with putting uh, and putters is they just come with a 35 inch putter. Mm. Doesn't matter how tall, short, what they just all come with 35 inch putters, which used to be the standard. And then at some point, manufacturers realized everyone was doing this. And I think 34 inch has now become more of the standard of putters, like in your shops and stuff which gets semi closer, but like the lies aren't all the same, regardless of the length, it's, the lofts aren't all the same, regardless of the lengths. We all deliver different lofts. We all deliver different lofts in subject to how far up or not we hit the ball. So you can maximize those impacts out with these things. So part of fitting's absolute holes in people's bags. Um, there isn't enough people to do it in fairness. They are quite hard to find a good part of it because not many people, certainly golf pros are much more turned on by, coaching than they are maybe putt own lessons and putt fittings but uh putt fittings definitely um and then the last point then golf ball who's got only mm. one type of golf ball in their golf bag hands up and <laughs> listeners at home you can put your hands up as mm. long as you're safe to drive Absolutely. i have one ball in my bag what you do no i have seven balls but it's all the same ball is what i'm saying have you got a menagerie of balls in your bag? <laughs> oh, yeah. I got lots of this. I've seen so those pictures he posts of all the different yeah. brands. And, are yeah. You, yeah. You're walking around picking. When you go and spray off piste, <laughs> you go, like, you guys finish the hole. I'll meet you on the next day. You're in the woods looking for your ball and others, aren't you? No, 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 so no, 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 no. I Ooh, play nice Pro ones. Oh, I like that one. <laughs> nice no, ultra. no, I'm not a... <laughs> I'm, I'm not a ball hawker, but uh, I have um, different uh, models of Pro V1s, and I will put different models in play depending on the conditions, like up here in the Northeast. Okay, that's fair. When so it you gets, are thinking it's really, yeah, I like it. Yeah, 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 yeah. When it's re really windy, um, I'll play a, a different ball when it's extremely windy. Uh, when the course really firms up uh, or it's really soft, uh, I'll, I'll switch around a little bit. Um, and uh, so I, I'm not, you know, just finding, I'm not playing whatever I find in the woods. Yeah, that's my um, point. I, the there's a method to my madness. Yeah, 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 obviously. And Greg, you are only allowed to play one style of ball, as in you can't switch. In If you start a tournament, you can't change day one to day two. Can you, am I right in saying that? Oh, no, I can change day one to day two. I just can't you change, can change day round. one. Yeah. Okay, you can't change. Yeah, yeah, but mm, I've yeah. done that. Remember, I think we talked about this where I went the, the uh, Open Championship at Troon. Really windy last day, and I walked into Titleist and said, "Give me the lowest ball flight ball you've got," because it was blowing, and I shot eighty-seven. So that was a yeah. bad move. <laughs> eighty-seven. Yeah, okay. it was a bad decision on my part. But I mean, for the average golfer pulling out, I mean, my parents do it. I see golfers do it, pulling out different golf balls, and I am talking, you know, from a premium ball to a cheap budget ball because it just happens to be in their bag to a medium range ball. When you do tests, certainly around anything where there's a bit of an oblique hit, a club with loft, it's unbelievable. When I tested the budget balls in my studio with wedges, they literally hit the roof. They just right. like they spin at three or four thousand revs with a shot that's normally spinning with a premium ball at like nine to ten thousand revs. And mm. they literally, I had to like try and not hit the ceiling because they wouldn't even hit the screen, how they would pop off the face different. And it was amazing. I just thought if you pull that out with the amount of variance that an amateur brings, and then you go and add that variance in there as well, where lots of them might say, well, I had enough variance, so I'm not going to see that. Or I'd kind of say, well, uh, you're just adding another layer of it. Even if you don't see it, it's there. If you are trying to hit a certain shot with a certain flight, the difference between a premium ball to budget balls when you start at nine irons wedges in the greens is 
hilarious, like hilarious. I think too, I've played with people in pro-ams and one of the things that you quite often they might say is, uh, I want to spin it like the, the, the pitch and chip shops. I want it to spin. And I'm like, well, you can't do it with that ball. Yeah, like yeah. it's simple as that. Like the yeah. equipment just, I can't do it with that ball. None yeah. of us can. So yeah, it just absolutely. pops up the face and, uh, yeah, launch We and were talking about this the other day, Lou, you and something that might come out later. You, you can see what people's, what golf balls people are using and their results from different parts of the green and what have you, can't you? Obviously, you don't want to give anything away, but you you, you can see that data, can't you? Yeah, that's one of the data points that um, you, you can track in Arcos is what ball you're using for every round that you play. And... Um, I've done a deep dive on this data, <laughs> shockingly. I need a new uh, button. And, and I'm going to get I can't I, that. I'm going to keep that one, and I'm going to get a deep dive. So think of that. Go, deep dive. I'm going to need that. Yeah, that's that. a good yeah, one. So um, I can't reveal anything just yet, but I, I will say the kind of golf ball that you play 100% makes a difference. Yeah, totally. and, and that when you, when you step back and think about it, that's pretty obvious and apparent. You know, if you're playing a range ball with no dimples left on it, that's not going to perform the same as a, you know, as a, as a brand new premium ball, um, as a, as a, an extreme example. So the ball that you play 100% makes a difference and will impact your ability to, to score. So I'm not sure when we're going to have some of that data come out, but, um, it's, uh, it's pretty fascinating to, uh, to, to look at, you know, how it impacts, you know, everyone from, you know, plus three, plus four amateurs to 20 handicaps and yeah. everybody in between. Yeah. And so it, it, it's good yeah, stuff. You can, I can, I've done tests across different golf balls within manufacturers, across manufacturers at different price points. And obviously there's reasons why people buy different price points, which I totally respect and understand and get. Um, but just sticking with whatever price point ball you get. So you build up. So even when I use the cheap, really cheap ball, it was the fact that it perform so differently to my premium ball that was throwing me there was a part of me that thought if i had to use this cheap ball my strategy would just change i would learn how to play it. i would be using land angle rather than spin and land angle to stop balls because this thing isn't spinning and it pops up really easy so i'm just going to switch out on certain situations any kind of ideas of that ball checking to help me out into complete land angle so all of a sudden now i'm hitting you know, 70% more lob shots than I've ever hit because that ball requires that. It's the consistency of the bit of equipment that you use that might just allow you to find some level of consistency in your game. And I don't mean that I'll make you Mr. Mr. or Mrs. Consistency overnight because we're all going to be inconsistent. But as Lou says, and I totally agree, it it will make a difference. It absolutely Yeah, for sure. So, Greg, how often do you swap out a ball when you're playing in a tournament? Uh, How many holes do you use it for? Until until you're like, eh, it's time for a new so one. So it depends on how it behaves. Um, <laughs> okay, so that's that's the be best answer, off, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, if I'm making a bunch of birdies, this thing can look like, you know, I've just dragged it out of the lake. It wouldn't matter. Um, yeah. But typically every three holes, and to be fair, it's only because I get three dozen for free. Like it's yeah. it's just it's just poor. Every event? There's nothing wrong with them. Yeah, yeah, every event. Every event. You you send, why don't you send a up? dozen my yeah. way? <laughs> <laughs> they, they fill your locker up over there. That's what they do here. Is that what they're doing? Or are you yeah, going yeah. into the, yeah. Three dozen. Look, it, it's one of the perks. It's just awesome. Walk Gloves in and, too? Yes, always. Yes. yes. The crazy part about that is like you show up to a, 
you show up to like you know the member guests and you get a you're a 12 handicap you get a single sleeve of balls right you? you're gonna lose those in the first seven <laughs> holes a tour pro could use a ball for all 72 holes they don't need three dozen overkill. so they should give more love to guys like me that I, i'm rifling through balls like crazy yeah so I need I you need, need more, more love, than, don't than you? The sleeve. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Um, it's a bitterness. And, <laughs> it was a bit bitterness coming so out there, wasn't it? And now and now, what do you do when when you're done with the ball? Oh, so when you take on. it out of the rotation, do, it, I gotta it, know. Do you, do you give it to the kid? Do you sign it? What do you do? Sending me his mailing address. Yeah. Just out of interest, when you last played, how many balls did you actually lose, Greg? Just doing the math on this. He's doing a deep dive. Yeah. He's realized there's about yeah. a thousand golf balls going his way here if he yeah. just <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, they end up in a little kid's hand, hopefully, or somewhere else. No, oh, that's nice. So I can't be yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I Can certainly that don't want to kid be with glasses and bald head <laughs> and be called Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> I am coming to Pebble Beach. I'm going to be standing at the rope line uh, when you walk off three green. I'm going to be right there Jarvis, waiting for the ball. <laughs> I'm going to call security. This guy jumped the fence. Yeah. Get him out. I, 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 I saved for a couple's one. I must have a couple of balls. I'm coming. I'll be oh, there. Yeah. Can't wait. Um, and then last point then, so there's our biggest mistakes. And if you're making any of them, maybe go and check them out and see if there's ways that you could improve and, and not make those mistakes. Um, any, um, the last point would be, um, when it comes to bag mistakes is, will it actually make much difference? Like, will it actually move the needle for these people, these points or are, is it like so many people hear these, like I do videos on this and stuff and they think it's selling. They think it's, they're just trying to get me to buy new equipment. And, and I think for some people, you know, again, like we said, if, if you're just there for the, the sandwiches and the beers or whatever, like just use whatever to have fun. But if you want to improve your score, it's fair to say these things could shift the needle in a small way, could they not? Yeah, and I'll, I'll, can I jump in? Because I want to yeah. say this. Like, for for example, if you – I had a chipping lesson with someone the other day. We have really tight grass here at my club, and they had four degrees of bounce, and they were really struggling digging into the ground. And and he, if you don't want to buy a new wedge, a lob wedge or anything, a gap wedge, whatever, if you don't want to change that situation where we can put a club in your hand that is way easier, yeah. um, at least now you understand your equipment and why you do what you do. Right. Yeah. So I get it if you don't want to change and you're like, no, I'm going to stick with this. But every time you lay the sod over it and you dig that club in, it's likely be there's some technique issues, but the equipment could really solve it pretty easily in some yeah. cases if you threw a chipper in there or something like Ooh, that. So chipper. Yeah. <laughs> throw a chipper. And like kind of on that point, so I, I think it's, uh, and I've talked about this before, where you know, golf allows you to have 14 clubs in the bag. One of them is going to be a putter. You got 13 left. You don't have to have just 13. You can have more than 13. Um, and so you can have, you know, a, a five wood or a seven wood or a nine wood and, and you'll put it in play depending on the course that you're at. But you can also have wedges that are configured different with different bounce based on the conditions you're going to play in. And one of the things that was uh, I wish I, I had took video of this, but um, when I was at the U.S. Open earlier this year, they had a little uh, a chipping short game area off to the side. And, and the player that I was there with and three other players, with two of them being like top 15, top 10 type players in the world, 
they were all testing out um, different bounce on wedges all at the same time, seeing how the wedges were going through the turf. Yeah. Um, Cause there's different interactions that the, the bounce is going to have with the turf and not all turf is the same. Um, and so, you know, understanding how the bounce work, what all these things do and when you should use what and what might be more appropriate for your game, instead of just saying, you know, I have a 54 degree wedge in my bag, you might have two of them, right? And one might be a lower bounce, one might be a higher bounce, and you might alternate those based on the conditions. And any excuse to buy more gear yeah. um, is really is, yeah, right up. is what I'm here yeah. for. That's what I'm here for. And you can, always, you can always DM Lou and get him to <laughs> give you a permission slip like he did yeah. like a couple of weeks yeah, in a did. podcast recently. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. exactly. You, yeah, just, just share the love with Lou. Say, Lou, you great stats. DM him and say, buy yourself a new club. You have my permission. <laughs> Go for it. Treat yourself. Go Lou. for it. Um, there you go. Biggest bag mistakes. Hopefully that uh, throws some light on your golf bag and ways that you might be able to improve it to help you get out there and enjoy your game a little bit more. As always, thanks for listening. If you are enjoying the pod and you want to help us out, make sure you subscribe to the pod. Then you don't miss the next one. That helps the pod. Also, leave a review would be great. We love it if you leave a review. lets us know how we're doing. And also leave stars subject to where you're listening as well. Do not forget, we've got show notes down below. So in the description... Uh, there's a little survey if you want to join in take part in that survey it's just so we can learn more about our audience the more we learn about you the more we can deliver some uh, real tailored content that will help you with your golf as always thanks for listening and we can't wait to chat to you in the next podcast <laughs>